0: Woo. Woo. Hallelujah. Yay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. I believe we got some people in here can identify and testify that you might just not know what you might do when the Lord gets a hold of you. Oh my Sometimes, you know, I know traditional testimony is word of mouth. But, you know, sometimes it's just that dance that testifies. Sometimes it's just that look on your face that testifies. And it's just that clapping those hands and stomping those feet and that spinning around you. Because people can see something's got a hold of you. Hey, David danced before the Lord with all his might. When his wife questioned his worship, he said, it was unto the Lord that I did it. It was all for him. And and he was just testifying of the goodness of God in his dance. The Bible says praise him in the dance. So, hey, sometimes you're going to dance before the Lord and and just, that's your worship. That's your testimony. I I can dance. He turned my mourning into dancing. That's a testimony. Hello. When you've been going through it and everything's been bad and all of a sudden you find yourself just shuffling a little bit. Hey, what's going on with my feet? Your feet know what your mind don't know yet, that God done something for you. Sometimes your feet know before your heart knows that God's done something for you. You might ought to just try... Following the lead of your feet sometimes. Because, <laughs> oh, I tell you, I'm so glad for what Jesus did.
1: Anybody else glad
0: about it? Come on, give him a hand clap and shout. Maybe dance for just a moment. Maybe just dance for just a moment. Uh, maybe just move those feet just a minute. Hey! that line alone ought to be enough to set the church on fire my past erased because if he didn't erase it I don't want my past following me to the judgment I don't want my past following me I want to hear him say well done good and faithful servant I want to make sure that I make it make it all the way home, aren't you thankful for what the Lord can do? You just spend a lot of time thinking about such were some of you, such were some of you, such were some of you. The Bible says there is a kind of man that can behold himself in the glass and turn away and forget what manner of man he was, but I don't ever forget the kind of man that Jesus has made out of me. I don't want to forget the new man that God has made out of me. Amen. Hey, brother, would you just that air? It looks like it's getting a little warm in here. And uh, somebody want to get that one in the back and make sure. Crazy weather in here. I, when I get here, it's like 39 degrees. And then by the time we have service, it's 70.
1: <laughs> Crazy stuff, man.
0: God's good. Even in hot, <laughs> he's good. I think about where Jesus brought me from, what he did. I just know today I'm glad to be a part of his church. The book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 11, just one scripture, then I'll let you be seated. Love this scripture. Thankfully, it actually applies to our life today. Romans 8 and 11 says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you I want to preach for a little bit on this resurrection power let's pray for the lesson today Lord we love you so thankful for your presence that we feel this morning thankful for what you've done in our lives and how you've changed us and made us new now, God, just energize our hearts and minds to hear your word. For just a few moments, Lord, let us remember once again that you came to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire. And we praise you for it today. Bless all that's done now in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise before you're seated. Aren't you thankful for resurrection power this morning? Hallelujah. You can be seated and I want to say what a tremendous job the choir and the music did today. <laughs> Fantastic, <laughs> darling, y'all have done it's done great. They've really worked around here, uh, brother Philip and brother Jake, my wife and different ones working on getting new stuff. I don't even know what you call it. I'm just glad they know what to do with it. Yeah. But it sounds tremendous, and uh, our choir is just. Well, I tell you, they just sing out of this world. Fantastic, yeah. and I'm thankful for them and for what they do, and for what they bring uh, every week uh, to this, to lead us in worship. and uh, So glad to be in his presence today. If it had not been for what Jesus did over 2,000 years ago, we would not be here today. But I am thankful that he did. We can remember today what Jesus did for all of us. I, I mentioned this earlier that it says the blood of Jesus cleanseth us from all sin. That means all of us. The Bible says we were all sinners. Uh, there's none righteous, no, not one. The Bible teaches me that the wages of sin is death. The Lord, when it's far to just lay it out plain, behold, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. And uh, i know today that we were in a place. Some people would say we were in a pickle we were in a place that we could not get out of we were there were things there were things that had happened in our lives and, and uh, even if we grew up in the church and and doing our best and we were still born into sin because of what adam did the scripture says by the disobedience of one man that many were made unrighteous but by the obedience of this other adam this man christ jesus many would be made righteous and I'm thankful that God made a way when there was no way. The Lord said you could take soap and water and wash yourself. He said, but your iniquity would still be marked before me. We needed something else to happen for us to be right with him. Isaiah 53 and 5 says, but he, speaking of Jesus, was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for Our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. He did it for us. Hello. Let me me just read this one more time and listen. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Hey, aren't you thankful today? I'm not just talking about a physical healing, but I'm talking about healing that sin-sick soul. I'm talking about the things that the doctor don't know how to describe or prescribe. I'm talking about things that only God can deal with and only things that God can heal. Hey. There ain't a pill been invented or a shot made or a surgery that can heal a broken heart. But God can heal a broken heart. Oh, there ain't a shot and there ain't a pill that can fix a wounded spirit, but God can fix a wounded spirit. And and there ain't nothing that man can come up with that can wash away the stain of sin on our soul, but the blood of Jesus can wash away come on, can heal that sin-sick soul. That's what Jesus did for us. He died for us, gave his life for us, and, and he did it for the joy, the scripture says in Hebrews, for the joy that was set before him. It was a joy he knew, and it was a joy we would know. Hello. It was a joy he knew, but it was a joy he knew that we would know. I don't think it was just uh, for uh, seeing himself get through it that he was happy, that he had joy. He knew that what he was doing was going to fix us. And he knew that the joy it was going to cause in heaven when one sinner would repent uh, because of what he had done. He, he knew the joy we were going to feel when we were filled with his spirit. He, he, he looked past uh, the cross. He looked past that grave and he realized one day I'm going to fill him with my spirit and they're going to rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. They're going to stand through the toughest trials because the joy of the Lord is going to be their strength. He didn't do it just for the joy of getting through it. If it was all about him just getting through it and it didn't provide any uh, recourse for us, what good was it? He wasn't just for him. He said, but there's going to be a joy in watching. Hey, I have no greater joy than to know my children are walking in truth that don't just apply to John that wrote it, but it applies to God that gave it. God wants to see his children saved and healed and better and walking in truth. And ain't no greater joy for God than to see his children obeying what the word of God would say. Uh, you want to give God some joy? Just start being good. <laughs> hey, you want to make a parent happy? Be good. <laughs> ain't nothing to make a, a parent pull their hair out when a child's acting up. Oh, my God. What is... What has God done to me? It ain't God's fault. But boy, when they bring home all A's, and when they clean their room, and yeah, when they when they make the coffee in the morning, and a little joy right there. No, it's any parent knows. But as a parent, you know, too, that there's no greater joy than watching your kids fall in love with Jesus, watching your kids live for Jesus and love him. It's nothing like the first time they stick that little baby finger up and go, one God. And you're just like, well, you know you're doing something right. And so we're just thankful for that today. But but God did something for us when he didn't have to. And he did something for us in spite of who we were or even who we still are. Romans 5, 6 through 8 says this, that for when we, the ones who were healed, but this is pre-healing, for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Now, scarcely for a righteous man will one die, because people love themselves, man. And, hey, oh, I know you're a good guy, but I've got some things I want to do, so... Sorry, you know, but he's saying, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God, this is how God, God don't operate on man's level, God transcends that. He said, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners in every single little dark detail that that entails, yeah, for everything that we did under sin, for all the things that we did, like I said earlier, it, it could be behind closed doors in the back alleys or even the wide open. It does not matter where you did it, where you thought it who else participated. I'm telling you today that while we were sinners when we were no good for nothing, when nobody wanted us, when nobody cared about us, when nobody thought we would succeed, Jesus died for us. <clears throat> Jesus did not come to the earth to recruit the righteous, but he came to seek and save that which was lost. <clears throat> Oh, somebody ought to be getting happy about right now. Let me tell you, I know I was stinking this life up. I know that I was headed in the wrong direction. I know I had nothing to offer. But let me tell you, Jesus had something to offer. Jesus had something for me. Jesus had something that could heal me, something that could make me better. He could heal my wounds. He could fix my bruises. He could take care of my sin. I hope somebody's beginning to understand that you can't hide from Jesus. He's going to shine the light on your soul. He's going to call into your darkness. Come out into my marvelous light. You can't hide from Him. You can't go to the highest heights or the deepest depths. There is nowhere that you can go that you can hide from Jesus. He's already been there. He's already been there. You can't hide from him. Oh, While we were yet sinners, God commended his love toward us. The Bible says that God hates sin. That is. he's angry with the wicked every day. But he loves people. You ever been angry at somebody you love? Hopefully love, you let love win out. Jeremiah 31 and 3, the Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. With loving kindness have I drawn thee. I'm talking about taking a hold of the sin sick and drawing them. Murderers, thieves. Yeah, come on. Addictions. Addictions. Liars, hateful, ugly, disobedient, just mean-spirited and just with love and kindness. People that looked at him said, I don't need what you got, but I love you. I don't believe in you, but I love you. You can't help me, I love you. I'm telling you today, there ain't nobody nowhere that can go to any place that Jesus in his love can't reach them. Hello. You ought to be thankful today. Oh, I know sometimes when we're caught in our sin, we want to hide, but you ought to be thankful today that you can't hide. You better be glad today that you cannot hide from God. I'm glad that he sees... Oh, I, hey, it could be shaming and it could be embarrassing, but I'm glad that he sees me Everywhere I go. Because that's how he finds me. That's how he finds you. And he did this because he has loved us with an everlasting love. Everlasting, that word. In the Hebrew it means time out of mind. You can't comprehend fully the love that Jesus has for you. Because we're human and we're limited. Oh, we love. Hey, I love you unconditionally. And we, well, we, we profess it and we do our best and we strive for it and we should. But we cannot love like God loves. We try. We do our best. And sometimes we hit real close to the mark. But, friend, it don't take just a moment for your flesh to cloud that, that vision of love. Make you wonder, do you love anybody at all or does anybody love you? but God never wonders if he loves you he loves you no matter what you do it, it means time out of mind he's loved you before you were you it means past, future, beginning of the world always and without end never, ever, ever gonna stop loving you listen, God is the only one who can bear that kind of love he's the only one Because he's going to love people that are lost. He's going to love people that are lost for eternity. For eternity, God will know every single soul that went off to the left instead of the right. And his love for them will never go away. He will always love them. So what we see here is that we have always been known. We have always been loved. God has always known you. And he's always seen you. But he loves you anyway. He loves you just like you are. One thing about it, his love has no equal. John 5 and 13, Jesus said, Greater love hath no man than this. There's nothing equal to it. That a man laid down his life for his friends. It was for us. Do you hear what I'm saying? What Jesus did was for us. For us, it was corrective. He did it to heal us, to fix us, to perfect us. He did it to correct our course. What Jesus went through, what he suffered, that cross, that heel, those nails, that crown of thorns, that spear in his side, all those things he went through, he did it to correct our course. I am thankful that he had a plan from the foundation of the world. There's an author that I read uh, quite a bit. His name is A.W. Tozer. He had a great observation about the cross and about salvation. He said, brethren, that is the glory of the cross. That is the glory of the kind of sacrifice that was for so long in the heart of God. That is the glory of the kind of atonement that allows a repentant sinner to come into peaceful and gracious fellowship with his God and creator. It began in his suffering... And it ended in our healing. It began in his wounds and it ended in our purification. It began in his bruises and it ended in our cleansing. What a plan that God had in place from the beginning of time. What a price was paid that we would be redeemed not with corruptible things as silver and gold. But by incorruptible the precious blood of the Lord. Friend, let me tell you, what a great salvation that I could be buried in his name in water and that my sins could be washed away, that I could be filled with the Holy Ghost and walk in the newness of life. What a great plan of salvation. It has no equal. Hello. There ain't another plan ever been devised that can do what the gospel does. Paul said it is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. There won't be another gospel. Paul said if anybody preaches another gospel, let them be accursed because this gospel is perfect and entire. It is not lacking in any point at all. And yet, it will have no benefit to us at all if there was no resurrection. All that you will read and compile and study about the death and the burial, about the blood, about the atonement, about all those things, all of that will have no benefit or effect in your life at all if there is no resurrection. There had to be a resurrection. It was part of the plan. When Jesus died on the cross, he hung his head and he said, "It." is finished. That part was done. There would never be another lamb to be slain. There would be another wouldn't be another savior coming. That that part was done. That part was finished. That was it. It was finished. But he wasn't finished. It wasn't done. Until he came out of that grave three days later. He still had to rise. He had to put the seal on it. He had to put the stamp on it. He had to let them know that it's not just going to be for this life. It's not just going to be for while you're here. But I've got something that's going to lift you up. That's going to resurrect you. 1 Corinthians 15. Paul said it like this. Verse 13. He said, but if there be no resurrection of the dead then Christ is not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is in vain and our faith is also vain. And we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And here's the scariest part. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain ye are yet in your sins, then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Oh, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now, but now is Christ risen. Whoo! All that work that washed us and saved us would not mean a thing. It couldn't help us if Christ be not raised. But Christ is risen. Hello, look at your neighbor and say, but he is risen. He did resurrect. Sin was bad. It was going to take us out. He died so he could wash it away. But friend, if he's not resurrected, it don't mean a thing. It won't change anything for us. It won't get us to where we need to go. But Christ is risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Ooh, I'm glad he's alive. I'm glad we have a savior. I'm glad that Jesus saw, hey, I can cleanse you from your sin, but I can give you power to walk right and to talk right and to live right. That resurrection ain't just about you and I getting to heaven. Listen, and when we hear about the resurrection, we can either get emotional about it or we can experience it. Oh, it's easy to get emotional about the resurrection. Woo, I'm glad he come out of the grave. Woo, thank God. But when you experience, that's why Paul said what we read again, if that same spirit that raised Christ up dwell in you if it's dwelling inside of you, it's going to quicken your mortal body. It's going to do something in this flesh. We've got this treasure in earthen vessels. Honey, let me tell you something. I'm glad for the Holy Ghost that lives inside of this flesh and blood breaking down sometimes old body. But I'm glad I've got the Spirit. It might not make me run any faster. Woo, but it keeps me running. Yes. Come on, somebody. It might not help me pick a car up, but it's going to help me overcome sin. It's going to help me overcome fear. It's going to help me overcome doubt. But when you get the resurrection power, when they took his body off the cross, they couldn't feel the weight that was really there all the things that Jesus experienced leading to that cross and on that cross was on that body it was evident the fear he had when he prayed in the garden if it be possible let this cup pass the shame the humiliation the lies the abuse the the punches in the face slapping him with a reed, crown of thorns on his head, stripping him, humiliating him, tearing the flesh from his body. Forced him to carry that cross as far as he could, laid him on it, drove spikes through his hands and through his feet, stood him upright in front of everybody so they could laugh at him and mock him and question him. He carried all that to the cross and he took his last breath with it on his body. And when they took that body down, what was left was what sin had done to that body. He was made to know sin who knew no sin. They took that body, what was left of it, laid it in that tomb, rolled the stone over it and for three days. That's where it was. But after three days, Jesus said, destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it up. I'll tell you, when he come out, when they saw him, when they finally saw Jesus, it wasn't skin hanging off his body. Wasn't no crown of thorns on his head. Wasn't no fear in his eyes. Wasn't no tears running down his cheeks. Wasn't gasping for breath. Wasn't losing his blood. Come on, somebody. Let me tell you, if that coming out of that tomb shows you and me anything, the stuff that we went in with that should have killed us, The stuff that went in that tomb when we were dead in sin. Honey, when you experience the resurrection power. If that same spirit that raised Jesus up dwells inside of you. You're going to come up out of that tomb. You're You're going to get up, get up, get up out of that grave. And you're going to walk in the newness of life just like he did. He said, I'm going to put something inside of you so you don't have to live with stress and anxiety and fear and doubt and discouragement and shame and humiliation. And you don't have to live in sin. I'm so glad that he gave me some resurrection power. Oh, we're going to be tempted and tried on every hand. We're going to have bad days and hard days and trials of our faith. We're going to be heartbroken. Oh, come on. We're going to be hurt. We're going to slip. We're going to fall. We're going to have shame and humiliation. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. We can experience resurrection power in our trial, in our test. There are always things that want to bring us low, but the spirit will raise you up. The spirit raised him up. The Spirit raised him up. Come on, somebody. We're supposed to sit in heavenly places with Christ. We're supposed to be lifted up, raised up. He put something in us to raise us above. There was a time we were in a horrible pit. There was a time we were in miry clay. He but he took me out of that, sent me on a solid rock, I told somebody this. I I don't know when I said this the other night at prayer, I think, but he puts you on a solid rock. Sometimes you feel like you're sinking. No, you're not. Unless you got off the rock. You can't sink through a rock. Hello, you can't sink through a rock. If you're on a rock, he's that rock. Well, there's no other foundation laid that can be laid but Christ. There's no other foundation. If you're on that rock... Everything else is under him. Because the name, the name of Jesus is the name above every name. Stay on the rock. Stay lifted up. Stay high. Sometimes we fall. I fall on the rock. I'm not falling off the rock. Don't ever fall off the rock. If you fall, make sure you fall on the rock. Stay, yeah, stay on the rock. It might, it might skin you up a little bit, but you'll, be, you'll still be here. I'm glad for the resurrection power when Jesus did that it wasn't just so he could say wow watch what I can do he was saying look what you can do well the things I do and greater things shall you do because I go to my father I'm going to my father so if I don't go away the Holy Ghost can't come or the resurrection power can't come you're going to do the same things I did and greater things shall you do I didn't just come out of the tomb so you could say, wow, look what Jesus did. I did it so you could say, wow, look what I just did through him. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. The Spirit of Christ lives in us. Jesus said, I lay it down, I pick it up again. No man takes it from me. The resurrection power lives inside of you and I today. I'm telling you, friend, I'm so glad he washed me from my sins. But I show, listen, and it would, like I said, it would be great if he would just took us, come out of that water field, born again, and poof, we're in heaven and no more trials, no more tests, no more tears. Oh, that'd be awesome. But it don't work that way. We're going to follow him and walk behind him and, and serve him. And we're going to go through stuff in this life. But he said, I didn't save you to lose you. You. Yeah. I didn't die so I could lose you. I came to seek and save. He said, look, there's some folks that, uh, you know, they're sick. They need a physician. That's us. We were sick. Listen, there's no greater plan. Acts 2.38, repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repentance is death. Baptism is burial. Holy Ghost is resurrection power. Yes. Death, burial, resurrection, the gospel. The scripture said, Repent and obey the gospel. Right. Acts 1 and 8 says this, But ye shall receive power. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth. What did he do after he was resurrected? He was witnessed, he was seen by about 500 yeah he was seen sitting and talking and eating with his disciples they, they touched him they handled him they felt that he wasn't just a ghost or some kind of spirit but that he was actually resurrected it was his body he became a witness unto them after he resurrected he showed them I beat death he said here's the nail prints in my hands and my feet here's the wound in my side but that's all, all you're going to get because I have overcome I beat death hell and the grave I conquered sin By shedding my blood, I'm here now as a witness that you can beat death too. Hey, we won't be good witnesses if we stay dead. If we stay defeated, if we never come out of our graves, we won't be very good witnesses. How are we going to talk about we got the Holy Ghost when it's supposed to make me a witness? And that's more than just what you talk about. It's the life that you live, that you came out of the grave. Jesus died, they put him in the grave. We die at repentance and we put you in the grave. But you I can't keep you in the water forever. Right, right. Then I go away for a while. <laughs> but Paul said we're buried with him in baptism. Right. So we're buried in a grave. But what did Jesus do? He didn't stay in the grave. And so whew, we come out. Scripture says now we're walking in the newness of life. Peter said... And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children, all far off. This is something He wants to, He didn't just die for all our sins, He resurrected for all of us so that we could all. He poured out, in, in the last days, saith the Lord, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Because it don't do me no good to just save all of them if I can't resurrect all of them. I've got to be able to resurrect them, I've got to be able to bring them out. The Holy Ghost is the power to get up. Get up, get up out of your grave. Man, I heard that in a psalm the other day. Somebody was playing and they were worshiping in some conference or doing something. Get up, get up, get up out of your grave. And I was like, good gracious alive, that's good. Get up out of whatever's got you because Jesus gave you the Holy Ghost so you could get up and get over. You can get up and get through. You can get up and get out. Hey, they laid him in until he had to get up, but then he got out. So sometimes we might get laid down, but get up and get out. Don't stay. The Bible says, reckon yourself to be alive unto God. I'm alive unto God. I'm not going to stay in the tomb. I'm not going to stay. Hey, I'm not going to stop praising the Lord. The Bible says the dead praise not the Lord. I'm not going to act like a dead person but I'm going to keep on praising him because I didn't just get up. I got out. Paul said in Philippians 3 and 10, after he said, everything I had in this world, I counted lost so I could know Christ. And he said, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. He didn't say, I just want to know him and the power of him washing my sins away. Paul already talked about the gospel in the book of Romans. He said it's the power of God and salvation. He already talked about how that uh, it, Christ died for us when we were ungodly and God commended his love toward us. And He's already mentioned all these things. He knows this, but right here He's he said, but you know, I've gotten rid of everything, forsook everything, counted things that were gained, just counted them as, as, as refuse and waste and And they don't mean nothing to me so I could win Christ. I want to know Christ. And I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. I want to know it. You know what Paul did in his life? He didn't just become a preacher and everything got good. Paul got knocked down on the road. God called him to preach and gave him a Cadillac. Told him to sleep late. Eat fried chicken. Play golf every once in a while. That's, what preacher, that's all preachers do. We just work on the weekend. That's it. We just work on Sunday. Y'all didn't know that? That's sarcasm. That's here, here's what Paul had to say about his life, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 23. I'm telling you, Paul was glad for the Holy Ghost. He said, are they the ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors, more abundant. In stripes, above measure. In prisons, more frequent. In death, often. Of the Jews, five times received our 40 stripes, save one. That's a lot of stripes. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I was suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeying often, in perils of water, perils of robbers, perils by my own countrymen, perils by the heathen, perils in the city, oh, in perils in the wilderness, perils in the sea, perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, hunger, thirst, fastings often, in cold, and nakedness, and besides those things that are without, that which comes upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Can I tell you? It's going to take some resurrection power to get through those days. It's going to take some resurrection power. Oh, Paul's glad that Jesus washed his sins away. He's glad that he he died for him and shed his blood. But he said, but I'm going to have to have something, Lord, to get through the stoning. I'm going to have to get through the beatings, through the shipwrecks, through the cold, through the nakedness, through the prisons, Through my own country, man, I'm going to have to endure a lot of things. Can you imagine the mental status of Paul if he doesn't have the Holy Ghost? But because he had the Holy Ghost, he said, I have kept the faith. Despite of everything I just read right there, Paul said, I kept the faith. Let me tell you, he did it because of the power of the resurrection. He was able to get up and get out. He was able to rise above it. He was able to overcome because he had the spirit the same Spirit that raised Jesus up, dwelling—you know what it means it where it's to dwell somewhere to abide—that's where it lives, and I'm so glad that it lives inside of us. Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. The psalmist said in Psalm fifty-six and thirteen, "For you have ordained my or delivered my soul from death. The wages of sin are death. Blood washed away our sin." Our faith in Christ, our righteousness is in the faith we have in Christ. and Now, we can be free from sin, but we still got to be resurrected. We still got to have power to live. He said, you've delivered my soul from death. Will you not deliver my feet from falling that I may walk before God in the light of the living? See, God didn't deliver you from death so you could just fall, fall off, fall away, fall back. We're not of them that fall back or draw back as Paul said under perdition but we are of those that believe unto the saving of the soul. I have got something inside of me something inside of me that will lift me up. Listen, Jesus said he came to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire. Think about it. Let's listen to what John the Baptist said. John told the people, he said listen, I baptize you with water unto repentance. That's you making the decision that you want to change your life. That's what we do. Lord, I believe and so I repent. And I believe so I go to the water and I'm baptized. That's, that's what we do. Holy Ghost comes from him. And so John said, I, I, I'm I going to baptize you under your decision, but Jesus, there's one coming after me and he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire because it won't be enough for you just to make a decision. You'll need something supernatural. That's why, that's why 3,000 souls on the day of Pentecost wasn't just baptized, but they was all filled, the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. That's why uh, Paul finds those disciples at Ephesus, John's disciples. He says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Or well, it he heard to be a Holy Ghost. Well, how were you baptized? What kind of decisions have you made? Well, we were baptized under John's baptism. Well, let me tell you, John said to believe on the one that was coming after him and he began to preach Christ and when he did that, they were all baptized in the name of the Lord. Now listen, those guys had been baptized with the same baptism that Jesus was baptized with. And yet they said, We got to get baptized again because we need to be baptized in the only name given among men whereby we must be saved. So they were baptized in the name of Jesus. And then Paul laid his hands on them and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Because, sure, their sins were washed away, but they need resurrection power because now they got to live in this life. I'm telling you today that Jesus gave you something special when he gave you the Holy Ghost. We need the whole plan. We need the whole plan. Sin washed away and new life. I'm I'm winding down. If we be risen, the scripture says, by the spirit, if the spirit of Christ dwells, if we be risen with Christ, the scripture says, seek those things which are above. Well, something's going to have to raise you up to get to something that's above. What did the Lord say about his people? Way back in the days of Moses. and You shall be above only. But you can't get above by yourself. You can't climb up. Jesus said you try to climb up any other way. You're a thief and a robber. It don't work. But the spirit will raise you up. If the spirit dwell in you. And So how are we above only in this day and hour? Through the resurrection power that lives inside of us. It's the same spirit that raised Jesus up, dwelling us, it's going to raise us up too. I promise you, I'm getting ready to, to wind down. I'm getting ready to, to, to end it right here, on this note. Paul said in Romans chapter 6, in verse 3, you can stand with me this morning. Romans 6 and 3. Now, This letter is to the church. He's reminding them. Stirring up their pure minds, I guess, by way of remembrance, as Peter would say. But he said, know you not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Now, the Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things passed away, all things made new. How do you get in Christ? Not just by saying, I believe. You have to be baptized into Jesus Christ. So, know you not? That's why Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Know you not that so many of us as were baptized into his death or into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, not to stay there. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Not the like just the likeness of his ascension. See, a lot of people read that and they say we talk about when Jesus went up to heaven. That's his ascension his resurrection is when he walked out of that dead place his resurrection is when he walked out of the grave his resurrection is when he walked into the room of his disciples his resurrection is when he walked into the place and said peace be unto you and and handle me and see that I'm, I'm flesh and blood that I'm not a spirit his resurrection was 500 people that saw him and watched him his resurrection was him having bread and fish on the fire sitting on the beach eating with him that's his resurrection so he said we're going to be in the likeness of his resurrection people are going to see you watch you and will they be able to tell that you've been resurrected Can they, they knew you. Jesus said look here it's me I had to leave something so I could y'all would know it was me I had to leave the marks so you would know it was me we've been marked by his name we've been marked by His spirit the spirit itself beareth witnesses that we are the sons and daughters of God and so if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death we should also be in the likeness of his resurrection and here's what we're saying this is the new me I'm walking in newness of life See, my old life, that would have took me out. My old life, the old me, I would have quit. The old me would have gave up. The old me was, if, whew, what's the use? But this is a new me. And it's a new me because it's something greater inside of me.
1: woo! woo.
0: <laughs> mm, man if y'all didn't feel that hit come across you, and say hey, wake up, wake up. That's the Lord the Lord poking you, saying, I'm talking to you. What's all this talk about quitting, I'm hearing? What's all this talk about giving up, and what's the use of my hearing?
1: Woo!
0: This is the new me. We used to run. We used to hide. We used to quit. We used to surrender. We used to bow down, but now we stand up. Now we walk out. Now we get up on top of it we're above only and not beneath we're the head and not the tail friend that's resurrection power living inside of every born again believer come on somebody you don't have to give up you don't have to quit woo in verse 9 he said listen since we know that Christ is raised from the dead and he dies no more death has no more dominion over him he dies no more. I'm not going to die I'm not talking about natural death. I ain't letting nothing take me out. Nothing's going to kill my walk with Jesus. Nothing going to kill my faith with Jesus. Nothing going to kill my ministry. Nothing's going gonna to kill my faith. Let me tell you. Oh, I, I used to die all the time. Try something new. We just die to this and then try something new. Die to this, try something else. But now... Since I got him, I said, I'd die no more. That's different than dying daily. I'm talking about the things of this world killing us. In Christ, old things are passed away. All things are made new. You know, the only, only thing that dead things do is they. And I'm not talking about actual ghosts floating around your house. But people also, man Dead things will haunt you. This house ain't haunted. This house is filled with the Holy Ghost. You know what, what they say? They say, ooh, that grave, that graveyard's haunted. You know why? Because it's got a bunch of dead things in it. Ooh, that house is haunted because that's where somebody died and things like that. And so Their spirit stays there and haunt you. Know, whatever, I can get into that, but this house ain't haunted by dead things because dead things got buried, washed away. Now all things are made new. Listen, Jesus died to save us, He rose again to give us complete victory over death, hell, and the grave. Not just at the last day, but in this day. Mary and Martha. And understand him, your brother's going to live again. I know, Lord, in the resurrection, I know at the last day he'll, he'll, he'll live again. I am the resurrection in the life. You're about to see him live in this day. You know what? The world needs to see us living in this day. One day we're going to be called out of here. One day the dead in Christ will be resurrected in, to meet him in the air. But right now, in this day, we can experience the resurrection power of Jesus Christ and I want to invite you while she's playing the music this morning to come and find a place in this altar if you have not received the Holy Ghost you can today if you have not been baptized in Jesus name you can be today just come see us we'll be glad to pray with you come pray a few moments let God bless you in this altar today come experience it don't just get emotional about the resurrection come experience the resurrection let God fill you with the Holy Ghost today time. Let's stand together one more time. Lift our hands to the Lord. Got some still praying for just a moment. Let's stand together if you can this morning. Stretch your hands this way and pray for those that are praying right now. Lord, let that resurrection power come down. Come on, lift your hands and thank Him for the Holy Ghost this morning. Hallelujah. If it had not been for the Lord, if it hadn't been for the Holy Ghost, where would we be today? Come on, somebody lift your voice and begin to cry out to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody thankful for the Holy Ghost in this house? Come on, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you that you need to think about this more than once a year. This is every day. The Holy Ghost lives inside of us. It dwells inside of us is what the scripture said. It dwells in you. I'm thankful for it being alive inside of me. Amen. Thank you for being in Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday service. All of our visitors, God bless you. Thank you for being here. All the children, parents, please escort your children out the front doors to the right to the gymnasium. They'll have the candy rain be getting set up for that. We need some young people that would go and help with the candy rain or some adults that could go help with the candy rain, please do that. See Sister Kylie Streetman. She'll help you out with that. God bless you again. Have a great blessed day. We love you in Jesus' name.